Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, this is Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice in classical music, and I want to welcome you to this wonderful episode. Today we are joined by arranger and composer Jacqueline Harrison. Jacqueline Harrison is a Bay Area pianist and ASCAP published composer, arranger, who received her musical training at the Juilliard School of Music and Howard University School of Music. She also earned a master's degree in music and music education at Columbia University. In addition to her work as a pianist and vocal coach, she is a prolific composer and arranger, especially of spirituals. Her works have been recorded by the London Philharmonic and the Columbia Symphony Orchestras. They have been performed by the San Francisco Women's Philharmonic and the Metropolitan Orchestra of Lisbon, Portugal. Internationally renowned singers performing her arranged spirituals include Grace Bunbury in Germany, Kathleen Battle, and most recently in solo recitals at Carnegie Hall and in California. Mezzo-soprano Denise Graves, the Orlando Opera Chorus, Baritone's Jubilant Sykes, Simon Estes, Robert Sims, and many others. Again, we welcome Jacqueline Harrison. Good morning, Jackie. Well, good morning, Patrick, and I'm very thrilled at your invitation for this this interview. I am so Thank you for the honor. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm pleased to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I was just in your neck of the woods in, in California, and um, it was a wonderful time out there at the African American Art Song Alliance Conference with Daryl Taylor, so this comes in a timely manner. Now, let's talk right directly. Your choir is on on the East Coast right now preparing for a debut at New York City's famed Carnegie Hall. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, it's a thrill. It, it is, I guess you might say, the end result of, of an invitation that came in 2010 for me to be a, 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 a guest conductor to have my debut of my choral spirituals. And when that invitation came, I thought, well, and, and I was told, well, you know, you don't have to have a choir. We just want you to be the guest conductor. But you can suggest choirs that we should invite to be part of this experience to sing your arrangement. So I thought, well, I'd better with a nucleus group here in the Bay Area in California. So that's when I chose, I reached out to church groups, community groups, independents, asking them to be part of what was eventually to be called the Jacqueline Harrison Ensemble. And they came together, I mean, most magnificently and beautifully to begin to learn these choral arrangements. In the meantime, the other groups from around the country, the Seattle group that's called Sound of the Northwest, the Detroit group that's called the United Voices of Detroit, and my sorority sisters in Los Angeles called the Delta Coralliers, each of them agreed to participate, so I had to ship music out all over the place to make sure they had time to learn these arrangements. Mm, that sounds wonderful. Tell us about some of the songs that the listeners are here at the attendance concert. Well, you know what, interestingly enough that you should ask that, 
when one of the words that Carnegie people use, they use your trademark spirituals. I thought, well, what are my trademark spirituals? And I thought, well, these are the ones that have really been made famous by solo artists who have performed in, like Kathleen Battle and uh, Valerie, uh, I mean, uh, Diane Solomon Glover right here in New York, uh, Dal Counter Terror. I have to always get my lips together to say that, for Dal Taylor, <laughs> for Pamela Louise Hot Topping, and they all had semi-solo arrangements. So I thought, well, the simplest thing for me to do, since these are the trademark ones that they've done, is to create a choral background, a choral arrangement to go with these solo arrangements. So that's how the music more or less evolved, and it's still evolving. Mm. Now, I'll and, and the other thing... Some... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go on, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I'll tell, Go ahead, you I'm did sorry. ask me the name. I got so excited about the name of the solo artist. The names of some of the pieces, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah, and that's an old hymn tune that goes way back that will make use of hymn lining, whereby I'll have two wonderful tenors, Jeff Harrison, who lives here in New York, and Greg Broughton was the one that brought me this song in the first place. And it's done, I could call and response like the early form when you might have heard uh, a leader at the time, let's say, when slaves couldn't read and you'd have a leader to intone a certain expression, and then they would join in and, you know, creating their own harmony around whatever the lines were that were led before them by this liner. So we have the two liners for that one. Then there's Don't You Let Nobody Turn You Around, and that's one that uh, Kathy more or less premiered, Kathy Battle, with the, the uh, Morgan State Choir uh, in 2010, and that was a thrill to hear her do that. Then Don't Feel No Ways Tired, that had been popularized by Diane Solomon Glover, you know, here again in the New York area, when uh, one of the television stations did a report, of, uh, you might say a review on the charismatic minister, Dr. James Forbes, who was then minister at the Riverside Church. And that was a piece that he chose when he was honored by the NBC programming, and, of course, she was the singer. So I'm thrilled to have her. Then the Who is Dada Yonder. You familiar with that one? Who is Dada Yonder? Mm-hmm. And Louise Toppin is the leader on that. So when I sent Louise some music, I said, Louise, I have a She said, Oh, Jackie, you know, I know all your arrangements. I said, Well, this is, a, this is like you say, a, a broadside view of the now vocal arrangement made into a choral arrangement. So she's working on that. She was working on that, and she had already been familiar with the full arrangement. Then My Good Lord Done Been Here with baritone Robert Sims coming from Chicago. And, of course, he had also done the solo arrangement, which is now the choral arrangement. And then the other special number is the world, world premiere that I'm doing a tribute to Jester Harrison, who greatly influenced my writing of the choral spirituals. And I'm calling it Echoes of Jester Harrison. And it includes like a snippets of uh, some of his more famous ones, like Eliza Rock, or Wade, in the, Wade in the Water, Hold On, and a few others. And the soloist with this one is Constance Portier, who's coming to me from Florida. So I'm, and, you know, it's like, I guess I almost get tongue-tied talking about it because I get so excited about it. Alice Walker <laughs> gave me permission to use some words of hers in this tribute. So in the very first part, which is an introduction, she starts off with um, an old, a, a version, newer version, a contemporized version of Old Freedom, which she's calling Joie de Vivre. And where, because she's contemporizing it, I love the fact that she brings it up to date by saying, Joao, is even over me. Before I'll be a slave, I'll be dancing on my grave, dancing in my grave, and go home to my soul and be free. So we have that as an introduction. 
Then, of course, it will end with uh, the very final portion. There, throughout, you'll hear parts, bits and pieces of amen. And then, of course, uh, there are other part, parts that come together when all of these are piled on, which is why I'm calling it a quadly bet, which is a mm-hmm. series of tunes all under, you know, one one title, so to speak. So I think that's kind of giving you the broadside view of everything. Byron Sean, who's a wonderful pianist here in New York as my accompanist, and coming also with me from California is a fabulous drummer, E.W. Wainwright, who's an outstanding jazz drummer, internationally acclaimed. And he will be playing on a couple of the songs, including that world premiere piece for Jester Hairston. And Danielle and Joseph, who's the director of the Los Angeles group, even brought her jambe because she's going to play on that one as well. So we're just going to have a grand old uh, performing time. <laughs> wow, it sounds like a full program. And you mentioned Amen to most people who are not in music circles. They may not remember that Jester Harrison played Raleigh on the hit show Amen. And so That's now right. to hear these arrangements of the spirituals is just absolutely wonderful. Now, what was his relation to you, or is he related? Oh, yeah, and he's an old cousin. And he let me know before he died, he died in the year 2000 at 98 years young, he was considered the oldest living preservationist of the spiritual. And he told me that I had to carry on, carry on his tradition. And one of the highlights as far as a musical motif that he offered uh, was, of course, his profound sense of rhythm and syncopation. So that's probably been the most challenging for many of the singers with this uh, tribute that I'm doing to him because I have syncopation all over the place. Mm. Now, you mentioned Byron Sean. I I met Byron Sean maybe about 10 years ago when he was accompanying uh, Robert Sims, who you mentioned also in recital. And he was in California playing for a lot of singers. And as you said, he's a a wonderful pianist. So that's a treat that he's playing at Carnegie Hall with you on this occasion. Yes, Yes, I'm delighted about that as well. I really am. Oh, you know, one other song I have to give credence to. Uh, there's one selection that's not my arrangement that is a, an original by one of my California cohorts uh, in the musical field. And the song is entitled Living Grace. And Valerie Joy Fidmont is the composer, and so she's also going to be the singer for it. She had asked me when she was one of the groups that accepted, you know, they're in the Santa Cruz area, the Enerlight Ministries. She said, oh, I'd give anything if I could sing at least just one of my songs. So I said, okay, well, you will be given the opportunity. She said, you were the first full-size choir to agree to participate in this. I said, well, how many singers you got? She said, 70. I said, 70? <laughs> I said, well, my goodness, of course you have permission. So we're happy to include that with amongst my choral spirituals. You have a great aggregation of singers coming uh, together for this wonderful occasion. I'm I'm just so disappointed that I cannot be there, but I know that it's going to be a great time. Now, something I noticed, I was looking through your pictures on Facebook being nosy, and I was looking at your pictures <laughs> of, of your choir. <laughs> I had to admit that. I was looking at your pictures of your choir, and the things that I really like, you have such a diversity in your choir. Could you maybe talk about, um, maybe your involvement with music in the community and how you've used the spiritual to kind of foster unity? Well, you know, the, the spirituals themselves, I guess because this is represent, representative of the oral tradition, <laughs> you know, they invite participation. So when I put it out there, 
I mean, it's wonderful. If you were to see the group, you know, you see whites, blacks, Asians, and I think that's kind of unusual with one group. So when the invitation went out, first of all, in the open community in San Francisco, but then, of course, the probably the biggest um, persons who agreed to follow through on participation, as I mentioned, that in a light group that has 70 people, then there's a group out of uh, Arizona, a small group called Desert Harmony, under dear friend of mine, Crystal, uh, Crystal Weingert, Rein, I have to get her name right. And she joined forces with uh, Juan Huey Ray, who's the conductor of the Sound of the Northwest in Seattle, because she once lived in Seattle. And then, of course, Nina Scott, before I get to uh, naming Nina as the other conductor that will have what they call a spotlight debut, the Seattle group and the uh, Detroit group, the other groups that that answered the call, so to speak, in the Bay Area, a group from, um, let's see, uh, Palo Alto. I don't know if you remember that area. Remember, mm-hmm. Unity, Unity Harmony Rock Choir from there, another local group called Dominion Acapella Ensemble, which is led by the ensemble, the Dominion group, and the Unity Harmony Choir from Palo Alto about, uh, work under the auspices of the same director. Valerie Brown. Then have several in San Francisco, Dr. Helen Dilworth, another fabulous soprano, who has some from her college, uh, City College of San Francisco, the um, United Voices, I'm trying to think of the name of this other group, it's not United Voices, it's the Oakland Center for Living, uh, which has a group called the Joy Choir, and they're part of it. So it's, it's like we're sort of reaching out all over the place to get whomever we can to be part of this experience. That is just amazing. Now I want to go back and harken back. You had uh, mentioned the great soprano Kathleen Ballard. I was actually at that program at the Strathmore in Bethesda, Maryland, with the Morgan Choir, and you had mentioned your were you there. That arrangement is one that moves me every time I hear it, and I want to thank you for arranging this that spiritual so beautifully. But I also want to acknowledge the fact that when when Miss Battle sings it, I always know that she turns her back to the audience, and oftentimes she has that huge rap. So it's almost like when you see a cross that's in a church, like during Passion Tide, and you know how they drape right. the, the cross with the rap, and it's just so moving. Could you maybe speak about what was your first association with Miss Battle that you began to arrange these spirituals? Well, actually, it goes back to 1993. She had done a premiere at, with the San Francisco Opera Company, and I heard she was coming. And then a dear friend of mine said, oh, Jackie, let me take some of your music backstage to her. I said, you would do that? So she'll be it. She said, I'll be happy to do that. So she took these spirituals, and she said, the first thing Kathy said, well, who is she? Where is she from? And, and how old is she? And I said, what, well, what did you say to that? She said, oh, I said, she's ageless. I said, well, you certainly gave the right answer. <laughs> and then when uh, then I got a call from uh, Kathy Battle's manager at the time that said she's going to be doing a December show at um, Carnegie. Do you suppose you could finish the two arrangements you gave her just a sample of? And, of course, you know, I worked night and day to finish it. I said, I will certainly do that. So that's when she did Wasn't That a Mighty Day and Round the Glory Manger. Then at least three years later she called and said she was going to be doing this Christmas album of spirituals. And if I would be so kind as to uh, do some arrangements. And I said, well, you know, name, what do you have in mind? 
<laughs> she said, in essence, I know I'm paraphrasing, but anyway, she said, write these down. Well, she named eight spirituals. I was so thrilled. And one of them, she said, now you're going to be in collaboration with Patrick Russ, another wonderful composer arranging in Southern California. So we did one together. But other than that one, she did at least seven of my arrangements of Christmas spirituals. And, of course, you know, that was the thrill. I, I felt then that, that I was really floating on heaven because one of the greatest sopranos in the world was doing these spirituals of mine. So that was mm. just more complimentary than I could ever have fathomed at the time. And then since that time, you know, when the choral thing came about with the Detroit, uh, before I keep saying Detroit, it's on, on the slip of the tongue, before the uh, Baltimore situation, when she wanted to do something with that award-winning Morgan State Choir. And I thought, oh, here's another opportunity. So every time she has mentioned these spirituals, you know, it, I just feel it's another opportunity for the spreading of the, what was, you know, initially the oral tradition. And I give Africa the credit for that part. Then mm. last month was when she gave the appearance with the uh, wonderful Albert McNeil singers at UCLA in the Royce Hall. And they did some of the same arrangements, and I felt, once again, just honored and thrilled and just humbled by her having chosen to do these of mine. So what can I say, you know, but thank you, Kathy <laughs> Battle. <laughs> I so wish I could have been at the program at UCLA. I know that was a a fabulous program, but I couldn't afford to be in California two weeks in a row. But, um, you couldn't. I, I know well, that why was- not? <laughs> One day my pockets will get deep like that, and I can do that. But meanwhile, I I've heard so many wonderful things about that concert. You know, the spiritual, like we had talked about earlier, it has a, a wonderful way of bringing the community together. And I think it's so fascinating that no matter what city you go to, there's always maybe one or two groups that's dedicated to the spiritual. And here in Washington, we have this fine group uh, called the Heritage Signature Chorale which is conducted by Stanley oh, yeah. Thurston. Yeah, and it's, so it's always amazing that you always go to these big cities and there's always somebody that's, that's doing a great job. So so maybe that might be a relationship somewhere uh, down the road. Now, just to rewind up, because I know now, you have now, a great Patrick, to go before to... you go further, uh-huh. before you go further, you have to introduce them to some of my call arrangements. Oh, my goodness, I certainly will. I certainly will. <laughs> that would be another thrill. Oh, because, my you know, I think that's what the spiritual is all about. I think it's supposed to be spread among mm. whoever, wherever, all over the world. That's the nature mm. of the spiritual. It does bring people together, despite Why their numerous and different backgrounds. Mm. Well, listen, you know I'm going to hold you. I'm going I'm to let you hold me to that. I'm certainly going to introduce them to your range. And I know you have to get back to your rehearsals. How are your rehearsals going? But today is the first day. People were flying in all over from everywhere to get here last night. So we'll have our first rehearsal today at the hotel. We have today and tomorrow, hotel where we are all staying. And then Saturday will be our, Sunday, pardon will be our dress rehearsal at Carnegie Hall. So today will be the test of how it all sounds together when it comes together. Well, I'm sure that everybody back in California is so proud of you and, and your choir and, and just making this, this wonderful, you know, this is just a big accomplishment to, to sing these spirituals um, 
in Carnegie Hall, and it's your group. So I definitely want to offer my hearty congratulations to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm just sorry you can't be there in living presence, but I'll feel your spirit and your energy there, Patrick. I will really feel that. Thank you. You're certainly welcome. Now, just as we, we close, I want to thank you so much for being on and sharing about the Carnegie concert. Would you be willing to, to just to recap um, the date, the time, and if there's a price involved, so if people in the New York area want to come out to this concert, what do they need to do? Well, they can call Carnegie Hall. If I even have the number here in case they want, they're interested in getting further information. The whole concert yes. is under the auspices of a, a group affiliate with the Carnegie Hall called Mid-America Productions, nicknamed MAP, M-A-P, Mid-America Productions. And the phone number for if they just want information is 212-239-4699. If they want tickets, and they have three price levels, $95, $57, and $35, and the ticket to call, the number to call to get tickets at any of those price ranges is 212-247-7800. And it's a full program. It starts at 2 o'clock with groups that come on before the mass choir. It actually will be initiated by um, a wonderful uh, high school band, it must be an honest high school band to have been given this honor to perform at Carnegie from Austin, Texas. They will perform first, and then they will be followed by the two groups that I mentioned, the uh, Sound of the Northwest, the Seattle group, conducted by Juan Huey Ray, and the United Voices of Detroit, conducted by Nina Scott. And they come on back-to-back in what's called Ensemble Spotlight Series. That means they sang so well in the adjudication process by sending an audio tape that it warranted their being able to appear on this program. So, And then after all of that, the mass choir, and that's when the Detroit group and the Seattle group and the Los Angeles group will join in with my Bay Area group to sing these spirituals. And that comes on, I would say, in the vicinity of 4 or 15 or so. Wow. And that's the full mean... program. <laughs> and it's like a cool program. So, again, everyone, you've heard all the details. I encourage you to go to either the Carnegie Hall website or, or I hope you've taken note of that number. And I'll provide that um, number on Facebook if you're following me on Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice in classical music. I believe that concert starts at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Is that correct? That's correct. Now, also, I'll, I'll mention very quickly, the online site is www.carnegiehall.org. So that's if the person want to purchase tickets online as well. Okay. Thank you so much, Jack. I appreciate you, you coming to share this special concert with us. And, again, I want to, to reiterate that I hope that the whole community, especially the New York area, New York City area, will come out and support the new Jacqueline Harrison Ensemble um, in her core conducted debut at Carnegie Hall. It's going to be a wonderful occasion on Sunday at 2 o'clock p.m. featuring several solos, including Daryl Taylor, Louise Toppin, and a few others accompanied by pianist Byron Sean, and with some other guest choirs. So it's a wonderful opportunity to hear the spiritual set in a mighty and unique way. Jackie, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you, Patrick, for this honor. And I'm, I'm going to give you an award for being the top interviewer of the century. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. You have a wonderful afternoon. All right, same with you. Thanks for calling. Okay, okay bye-bye. You're welcome. 
Again, we have been listening to the acclaimed arranger of the African-American spiritual, Jacqueline Harrison, who dropped in to discuss the debut of her choral ensemble, the new Jacqueline Harrison Ensemble at New York City's famed Carnegie Hall. It has been a pleasure. And for those of you who have heard her arrangements, have sung her arrangements, and listened to the likes of Grace Bumbry or Denise Graves, and certainly as she uh, expressed admiration for the great soprano, Kathleen Battle, who has really illumined these arrangements. We have been so honored by Jackie Harris's presence on today. Again, this has been Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice in classical music. I hope you will like my page on Facebook, which is Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice in classical music. You may follow me on Twitter at Patrick D. McCoy, and you may also email me at the African-American voice at gmail. Dot com. And before we go, I must share with you and thank all of my supporters who prayed for me, who kept me in their thoughts as I presented my first ever lecture, The Role of Social Media and PR in the Development and Exposure of African American Performing Artists. It was presented at the African American Art Song Alliance Conference under the offices of the University of California at Irvine, and I must acknowledge Dr. Daryl Taylor, who birthed this work, who does so such an, a work in, in preserving and and uh, just putting forth the music of African American composers. It was a wonderful time, and so I do hope that the African American Art Song Alliance is something that you also investigate. Again, this has been Patrick D. McCoy, the African American voice of classical music. Again, go to Carnegie Hall on Sunday at 2 o'clock p.m. and hear the new Jacqueline Harris, the spiritual ensemble, as well as all of the other guest choirs and soloists in these wonderful songs of of the spirit of trial, tribulation, and, of course, freedom. Again, this has been Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice in classical music, and I wish you all a great day. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.